Right over to Australia we go. Steve Price, very good morning to you. G'day there, Mike. So we, we're seeing it happening, aren't we? Um, Blinken starting to talk about, um, you know, the number of dead, with Macron starting to talk about the number of dead. Penny Wong has weighed in over the weekend in Gaza as well now. Yeah, and it's not gone down well, with the uh, obviously, with the, the largest Jewish uh, community in Australia. We'll get on in a moment to the protests that happened Friday night and then across the weekend, uh, which were very disturbing. But Penny Wong, our foreign minister, uh, has said that Israel, uh, as a democracy, this is a direct quote from her, needed to be held to higher standards than Hamas. And she declared that, quote, we all want to take the next step toward a ceasefire, stressing any agreement would not be one-sided and would be required uh, to be agreed by both parties. Australia is a democracy, and so too is Israel. The standards that we seek and accept are higher, and international humanitarian law is very clear now. That's not going to go down at all well. I mean, the Israeli argument, of course, is that Hamas uh, uh, weeks ago attacked uh, as terrorists and they believe that they need to get all their hostages back before there can be any talk about a ceasefire. And so when she makes that point, and you make a very good point about Americans are starting to talk this way as well, the Labor Party, and you and I talked about this last week, are very split on this. Um, those of the left, which includes Penny Wong and the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, have always been pro-Palestinian. Palestine, Palestinian. I mean, that, that is their argument. That's in their DNA. And so it's very difficult for them to, to sit back and, and not ask for something like this. But this is not going to go down well at all in the Jewish community. And talk us through those protests. How bad did they get? Friday night was really bad. It started with a hamburger shop, of all things, in Caulfield. Now, Caulfield in Melbourne is a heavily Jewish community. Uh, Obviously, it was the Sabbath for them. Uh, A burger shop owned by someone that turned out at a pro-Palestinian rally a day before was firebombed. Now, the police are saying it's suspicious, but they don't know exactly what happened. And so what then occurred is a group of Palestinian protesters turned up there Friday night it got very ugly between both sides on the, on the corner of a suburban street and then a mosque had to be evacuated after the, the people going to that mosque were threatened. That's Melbourne. In Sydney yesterday, uh, there was a motorcycle protest that went from uh, inner suburban Sydney out to Coogee carrying Palestinian flags. That got ugly as well. That brought back a lot of memories, by the way, uh, of what, what happened at Cronulla. Well, you might remember those yes. Cronulla riots about 20 years ago. It got very, very dangerous. These things are going to continue to happen uh, and the police don't seem to be able to stop these protests from occurring. Uh, They're letting them go ahead. Palestinian flags, lots of people, thousands yesterday in Sydney protesting. It it, it is just a very, very dangerous position that everybody finds themselves in right now. Now, I know that it doesn't appear to be a cyber attack last week at, uh, at Optus, but this DP World thing, I mean, there's a lot of disruption going on to infrastructure, isn't there? Yeah, and it's very coincidental, isn't it, that the Prime Minister has just returned from China where he, he had talks with the, the Chinese leadership about lifting trade bans. The, these uh, uh, cyber attacks on the ports across the country are really a huge worry. It's a company called DP World, Mike, which manages all of the container terminals in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and Fremantle. It detected a cyber incident Friday night, so they closed the ports down and they say that it could be a number of days before those ports reopen again. Now, the government uh, has invoked a national crisis management framework. They're using the COVID pandemic, the way they handled COVID, to to work out what to do here. They're receiving regular briefings. They're working with DP World 
We'll try and work out what it is. But the entire movement of freight in and out of all of those ports mm. is now stopped, which is going to have a major impact on things like retail trading for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So the ships can unload, but the freight can't leave the port. So what do they do? Do we know if ships are coming in, they're just unloading and going, and they just stuff sits on the port, or they're not unloading the ships? That's exactly what's happening. They are unloading them. Uh, they say it's to safeguard their employees. Uh, customers and networks that they're not letting anything land side go out of the docks. Right. Teams are working to try and work out what it is. Why they're doing that, no one has told us, but it is obvious that there is a major uh, security issue in all those ports that is creating that logjam. Now, it's, it's funny, I'm assuming Albanese is going to APEC in San Francisco, is he? Yes. Okay, so he's been to China. He's been to Washington, he went to Washington, he went to China, he went directly to the Pacific Island Forum, and then he's going to... No wonder they call him Airbus Elbow, he's literally not been home. No, he hasn't. Um, Parliament's sitting starts today, uh, second week of, of uh, I think it's a month-long sitting. He's going to be there for half of it, so that means uh, he'll be there from Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Wednesday, then he's off to APEC, uh, which he believes he needs to go to, uh, and... A lot of people back in Australia are saying, well, all well and good to, to go to all these international forums, but uh, what about trying to sort out some of the issues back at home, particularly given we had another interest rate rise last yeah. last Tuesday. So Anthony Albanese is very much on the nose. Uh, I've, I've got to say to you, I haven't seen... They're 18 months in Labor, uh, so they've got half of their term done. I, I, I can't remember a government being so on the nose as this government is currently in such a quick time. Interesting, eh? This Tuvalu thing, I'm exercised about it. If for no other reason, the implications, I would have thought, are enormous, and it seems to have come out of nowhere. Does anyone care about it in Australia, or, is it, or, or, or am I over-reading this? No, you're not over-reading it at all. Uh, and I think a lot of people in Australia are probably asking the same sort of questions you're asking now. What sort of precedent does it set up? Yeah. Uh, I was doing Sky TV on Friday night. And that's a question I, I asked. I mean, it, it's well and good to say, okay, we think your country's going to be threatened by uh, climate change. You're a narrow group of islands. You might uh, lose a lot of your landmass, so we're going to pour a lot of money into you. And if you, if you start sinking, you can all come and live in Australia. Well, what's to say the next group of uh, Pacific Island nations go, well, hang on, what about us? Exactly. We're also threatened. Well, they're all going to say that, aren't they? Oh, I would have thought so. I mean, surely if you can get residency in Australia uh, and you don't have to get on the end of a long queue yeah. and the argument is that your country's you know, going to be affected by climate change, everybody's going to put their hand up. That's but here's the next problem. Yeah, but here's the next problem. So so Albanese goes, because this is to do with China and, and, and military alliances and stuff, and he goes, well, anything that Tuvalu does uh, with China, they need to pass it by us first. The Tuvalu and Prime Minister I'm watching over the weekend goes, no, I don't. So what the hell's that about? Exactly. And the, you've got the Solomon Islands. I mean, you can basically say the Solomon Islands are already in the Chinese exactly. camp. So, look, it, it, it beggars belief. But, I mean, the only argument you could put that it would, 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 would matter would be if you carved out of the immigration policy the numbers that you're going to take from Tuvalu and say, OK, they're going to get priority on the, on the queue. Yeah. But you can't add them on top. No, exactly. I mean, we've got a housing crisis in Australia. Where are these people going to live? Yeah, exactly. All right, mate. We'll see you Wednesday. Appreciate it very much. Steve Price out of Australia. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.